0: Welcome to the No More
1: Late Feast podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. We're putting on Vera's best this week and stalking a
0: cute boy all the way to Somerset to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the comedy The Sweetest Thing. And we're joined by my sister, Heather. Welcome! Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm back. <laughs> i'm (laughs) back but before we dive in let's get into some housekeeping if you love the podcast and you want to support us here's a few ways you can you can become one of our patreon besties and gain access to a whole shitload of content Content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live, Spotify playlists, and more. Just head on over to Patreon.com/slash NoMoreLatePeas.
1: And if money is tight, no worries. You can really help us by writing us a review. Did you know writing a review and or writing rating us helps us get more listeners? Here's a great one that was left on Podchasers by our pod pals Nostalgic Nostalgic Pod. I don't know how you thought I could read this, Jackie. This (laughs) is small. I can read it and it's minimized
2: for me. Yay.
0: Where are your glasses, Danielle? Mind your
2: business. (laughs) (laughs) Your face just gets real big and close to the camera. (laughs) Okay.
1: These are the types of personalities you want to hang with and watch slash talk all the way through a movie with. They review parts and segments from 90s slash 2000s movies that not only make you laugh, but also want you to re-watch the movie. They're cracking up about five stars. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. And we've got exciting news if you haven't heard already. We have merch. That's right. You could be wearing the No More Late Peace logo on all your shit. We got... <laughs> I was going to say TVs, but we don't got that.
0: <laughs> we got did that. you turn into like,
1: <laughs> I used a quiet I salesman? I did. I did. We've got t-shirts. We've got blankets. We've got hats. We've got notebooks. Hell, we, we even got backpacks, stickers, anything that you freaking want. So if you go to redbubble.com slash people slash no more late fees you can see all of our merchandise and rock no more late fees and support us which is even more excited exciting Exciting. Danielle
0: gave me a hard time because I already ordered a bunch for myself
1: and Mm -hmm. I got socks I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) not giving you a hard time I just was surprised that you were surprised that I hadn't bought merch yet when I was just trying to get all of our shit done and I didn't even realize that we were doing this. But by the time this episode rolls out, I would have ordered some merch, 100%.
2: She was impressed with your quickness, Jackie. Yes.
0: (laughs) And I will have already done
1: my unboxing video. (laughs) I'll
2: just try to
1: see what's left at the store and buy that. (laughs)
0: okay so the sweetest thing 20 years ago we were introduced to the holy trio of female crude comedy christina courtney and jane they are three girls about the town who are looking for mr right now christina has a chance encounter with peter a guy from somerset and is immediately smitten The girls then go on a crazy road trip to find Peter, hoping he will be Christina's Mr. Right. It stars Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate, Selma Blair, Jason Bateman, and Thomas Jane. The screenplay was by Nancy M. Pimentel. It was directed by Roger Cumble, and you can watch it on
1: Netflix. But before we start, let's get into our Ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll
0: reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play and repeat. Five-day rental.
1: Would watch again. Two-day rental. Eh, okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. What's in that glory hole? It's trash. (laughs)
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent job. Living up to my hype. Like <laughs> it. Heather,
2: what's your Y2K rating? It would be absolutely would buy it, would buy it again. I love this movie. This is such a quotable for me rewatching it just recently for this episode. I kept trying to keep them like, do you, do you hear me when I say that? Do you understand it now? Because I say these things all the time. So
0: <laughs> would buy it, would buy it again, 100%. Same. Our first exposure to this
2: movie
0: I was- I learning things
2: when you share our memories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. So every year we would go to Reno with the Chivers. Nick was on our Monsters, Inc. episode, Lifelong Friends. Miss Terry was really good about after every meal, she like threw 20 bucks at us and then like said, I'll see you at dinner. And so we would go blow our $20 at Circus Circus immediately and then be bored. And we had Kurt blanche to rent any like, not naughty pay-per-views, but like any pay-per-views that were like appropriate in the hotel room just to keep us busy. And so we rented Sweetest Thing and you could watch it as many times as you wanted to for like 24 hours And we sat and we watched it. And it was the unrated version because we got to the penis song, which we'll get back to later. And we're (laughs) like, this is the best thing ever. And there is a photo of Heather, Liz and myself. Like what? It's like the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. But it's like mouth, butt and vagina because we were so obsessed with this movie during our Reno trip. And so- it's I'm been like ingrained a new ever
2: story. since. <laughs> I don't remember any of that, but that's now, like, as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, we did watch that with Liz and Nick. Yep. It's such a good one. And How then, about
1: you, Danielle? And then Jackie came home and made me watch it. And <laughs> yes, I give it a five day rental.
0: It's not going to be an employee pick 2022 and that
1: hurts my heart
0: sorry. it's fine it's you're allowed your opinion
1: sorry <laughs> i i looked i didn't have it i know it's sorry. okay it's okay I, I liked it when we saw it <laughs> agree with our white 2 k ratings or absolutely disagree head to our instagram twitter facebook youtube or tiktok at no more late fees and let us know all right let's look at the box office numbers so the budget for this movie was 43 Say
2: so what
1: where the hell this money went 43
0: million dollars there were a lot of on location except for there is a summer set in northern california it's over kind of on the way to lake tahoe but it was not shot in Somerset. I was all ready to do a road trip. I'm like, I want to <laughs> drive by that little square and see Vera's store and the little tunnel that says Somerset. Mm-hmm. Didn't shoot any of it in Somerset. Oh,
1: Did they even try to make it
0: look like Somerset? I have no clue. I just looked at locations on IMDb.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so the movie had a $43 million budget. I'm guessing because San Francisco is so freaking expensive, I wouldn't be surprised. It made $69 million worldwide. That's Didn't, appropriate. Did not do the best. But I don't know if it had to do with the fact that, you know, people weren't ready for a kind of sexy sex.
2: Email driven crude. For- a raunch. Ranchy.
1: RanchCom. But a third of the film's $43 million budget actually went to Cameron Diaz's salary. The film even though the film only made $69 million, which is really great. Because I think at the time, if I remember correctly, it was between Julia, Sandy, and then Cameron started, you know, especially when she started doing the Shrek movies, she I think she became one of the highest paid Mm -hmm. actresses at the time, which Honestly, it's really sad in comparison to how much the guys were making at the time with the Tom Cruises, the Will Smiths of the world, not even close to being equal, but they made a big deal out of it, big stink when she started to get to that level. But if you're bringing in the revenue, I mean, this movie doesn't count, this movie doesn't count, but all her other movies were bringing in the revenue. So you're going to have to pay for the name, baby. Okay, so let's go ahead and
0: get into the movie. We are the first introducing shots are gentlemen who have dated Christina this is a very confusing movie actress naming dynamic yes because Cameron Diaz's character's name is Christina Christina Applegate's character's name is Courtney and then Selma Blair
1: is Jane so that's Easy. So it's really the Christina, Christina. I just wonder how Christina Applegate felt on the set. I know, like mm-hmm. always turning around like, who me? My question is, when we start, we see that there's these exes being interviewed, but who's interviewing them and for what? Because at the end of the movie, we see Christina Applegate's character mm-hmm. recording somebody saying something And I'm like, but she's a lawyer, not a document. I'm confused. Uncle
2: Boo. I had the exact same question. I was like, what is even the interview about? The whole whole premise of the interview is very confusing. I
0: think it was supposed to be not an interview, but more like a a monologue of an internal dialogue.
1: But then why bring that last piece at the end? That's what was like. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: last piece, not great. It's not my favorite. Like they,
2: they could still do the interview at the end. But why did they have to show that it was her controlling a camera on a tripod? Yeah,
0: was, I think to, to just show that she was in the room and like they were so. I don't know. No, they all like, jumped
1: on the couch together. They could. Yeah, all just... it was weird. I don't know. There's no answer to it, and this is just one of many questions <laughs> I have about this movie. We oh. just. We don't ask questions
0: about the sweetest thing. We just go with it.
1: But we're going to ask
2: questions (laughs) during this
1: episode. because I'm just saying I won't have answers for you. I'll make them up as I usually do. (laughs) But I just want everyone to have some, like people who haven't seen this movie, to have some clear understanding that there's some questions and we understand that when you go to go watch it after this, you're gonna be like, okay, Danielle and Jackie and Heather already said this was gonna be a little weird but that's
0: fine okay so we see these dudes maybe they're being interviewed maybe they're just born with it. About Christina. and it, it's them all just saying like oh yeah i know christina walters blah, blah blah essentially she's ghosted all these gentlemen one one gets a nosebleed talking about her yeah. one gets so angry on his stationary bike it like breaks and throws him into some mirrors. One is talking in a supply room, and there is an old lady behind him struggling to put paper on a shelf. And that's all I focus on in that scene.
2: Just turn around and help the lady out.
0: Yeah, she,
1: she she's just like
2: <sighs> it's so weird. It
1: <laughs> and I always think, you know, honestly, I I always say it's the director because. I don't understand how the man who directed Cruel Intentions also directed Just Friends in this movie. It it just, the math's not math. (laughs) It's just not.
0: Maybe Cruel Intentions like broke something in his brain where he just had to do like wackadoo comedies.
1: I guess. I guess. Because... These are some off the wall movies that he had to like (laughs) decompress from. So
2: yeah. But the the commentary about her her character makes her seem like a really bad person. And she's never in the movie portrayed as a bad person. You know, Mm -hmm. she's just, you know, she she kind of alludes to the fact that she doesn't doesn't take romance seriously or or whatever. But the way the guys are talking about her, it's like she's an evil Manipu-
0: manipulative or like yeah. like emotionally abusive or something like that and it, it's it's not really played like like she says like it's mr right now she's not ever looking for anything long term and so right. then like she ghosts them and they can't handle that rejection it's yeah, fragile, fragile feelings. yeah fragile masculinity is what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> So after this scene, we see the dancing up to the apartment to sexual revolution by Macy Gray and Erica Badu.
1: It's such a good it's song.
0: Cool. Is mm-hmm. Erica on that track? I didn't know. Uh-huh. That. I looked it up.
1: I did not know. Love me some Badu. Mm-hmm. Shout out she to was,
0: Shayla. She was 45 minutes late to her hour set at ACL.
1: It is what it is. Y'all. Don't be judging. I, I, Erica, Erica, girl, it's me. I, I don't know why she brought your personal business up. No, I ain't got nothing to do it. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Getting back to
2: movie,
0: <laughs> They go into the apartment, Christina and Jane share an apartment and Jane is distraught she is drowning her sorrows in a pint of ice cream because her boyfriend of a year broke up with him stating that he's been wanting to do this for a while now and he feels like he's been dead inside for the last six months
1: <laughs> and resuscitate yourself bitch because nobody told you to stay in this relationship with this fine ass specimen you should go fuck right? yourself because that's sure. what you're gonna be doing while i'm gone <laughs> there's no way i would have stabbed him
0: (laughs) so she has this book and it's like the 10 commandments of relationship and rightfully so courtney is like that is relationship propaganda like do Mm -hmm. not read that it is horrible advice but then her
2: friends don't give her much better advice because they're like let's go clubbing I just want to Draw attention to the nightstand in the living room and the pictures that are on it. It's a framed picture of a dog and another framed picture of a cat and yes. I just love that so much <laughs> and I'm confused, so it's it's Cameron Diaz's character and some of Blair, right Christina and Jane are roommates. correct
1: right. as we can see later from damn it, what's you have to tell me her her Courtney name from Courtney's car we probably get a glimpse as maybe why they can't move together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, she got lawyer money. True. Yeah.
0: They're out at a nightclub and obviously they're regulars because they skipped a line.
1: And audience, be ready for some crazy ass white lady dancing. This movie is filled with <laughs> white lady dancing, arms flailing, flat asses roaming. It's a lot. But it fun. Is. What fun <laughs> <laughs> so except, except christina applegate is an amazing dancer okay yes. i'll live it at that we we saw her the three yeah, of us, the three saw of us her. all saw her mm-hmm. in um sweet charity and we were all excited because we had seen i think we saw this this movie came out before we went to new york yeah yeah because we went in yeah.
0: 2005 this came out in 2002
2: very exciting she looked phenomenal in this movie
1: she did i she, couldn't she, take
2: my eyes off her like she's,
1: she's just so pretty well, while we're on the subject of Christina, I'm sorry, Jackie, but I You're- never understood this, right? This is the trajectory of Christina Applegate. She was the hottest thing in the nineties. She was on married with children. She was, you know, then she had obviously don't tell mom, the babysitter's dead. Everybody loved her, thought she was smoking hot and she was, you know, going this way. And then all of a sudden she became like the best friend. That bitch, solid 10. How are you yeah. best friend in all these movies now? She Good became point. like a character Whatever. actress, even though she's still popular. It just like, it never made sense to me how she didn't become like, the she's girl. funny. She's, she can dance. She, she can, can sing. sing. Yeah. What happened? I need answers, America. <laughs>
2: Maybe she just had a bad team that wasn't working for her well.
0: It was well, even, weird. like, her TV shows and, like, the early aughts, I really enjoyed some of them. Oh, she was Samantha- in a view from a
1: top. Samantha, who was so fucking funny.
0: Samantha, who yeah, was so good. One. And it got canceled mm-hmm. after, like, one season. Two, what, two the seasons. Two shit? seasons.
1: <laughs> what the shit is that? It was so good. She And she's so versatile. She could play, like, a really big bitch and then she can play really sweet it's just like what happened how I, I hate to say it but like why didn't she have a cameron diaz career right yeah so christina and courtney
0: are out on the dance floor living their best lives jane is miserable on a
2: waterbed couch what was that which is Mattress? The- which is the bed from a Goofy movie come to life?
1: Yes. <laughs> remember when? Remember when Heather had
2: a waterbed? Yep, I do. Yes,
1: I it had a waterbed for
2: like all of my high school. I feel like
1: it That's was awful. very hard to sleep on that bed. I was
2: like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Jane is miserable on the waterbed. Christina and Courtney come back over, and they're high, they're hi-ying all the people on the way. And then they're like, Jane, best night ever. And she's like, yeah, I'm having so much fun. I want to go home. And they're like, no, we'll find you a guy. And so, yeah.
1: We're not going to do this whole episode of you actually going line for line for this movie. You're doing (laughs) that thing. You do this only when you love the movie. You are literally going line by line
2: it's hard all the lines are so good though <laughs> like I'm waiting for the part where they go cheers because that's <laughs> that's that's something we say all the time I'm like say it Jackie say it get there I like the one-liners it's but coming she- up oh, right.
0: well, like I was just explaining like Jane is not happy And so they're like trying to convince her that she's having a great time when obviously she is not. And so they're like, we'll find you a guy, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, Leather Coat Guy sends drinks over just to Christina and Courtney. And they say, (laughs) ooh, thanks Leather Coat Guy. And then they say, cheers.
1: I love the exchange that these two have when courtney goes over to talk to him Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: also the fact that that's her ex-husband oh at the time it was her husband yeah i don't think they had i think they had a pretty bad divorce in real life actually i I think
0: think so yeah so So courtney is over talking to leather coat guy
1: i won't quote it no this Um, part i mean that part you can quote i just mean like let's not quote the mundane stuff i don't know sorry but that's a great quote
0: (laughs) where he's like what's up with you nothing (laughs) what's up with you and they do it like they cut to Christina and Jane and a guy walks by and so Christina grabs his ass and then he's like what the fuck and she's like oh here this is my friend Jane go dance and he's like I'm I'm trying to find my friends. I'm really sorry. Like, he's very polite about it, but, like, he got mm-hmm. shit to do. He was just walking. She, was
2: got, a, she, like, digged in his ass, it felt like. Did you <laughs> guys
0: feel that, too? Like, <laughs> yeah. she was up in yeah. there.
2: She wasn't about to be missed. She, yeah. she was going to be noticed.
0: <laughs> so then they have, like, this argument where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I can't, like... I'm just supposed to, to go with your friend Jane, because you told me to like, what the shit is that? So they have a little exchange cut to Courtney and leather coat guy, still nothing. What's up with you? And so finally, Christina and Courtney make their way to the bathroom and Christina is regaling the tale of like this guy who is so rude to her. And she calls him Peter. Cause that's his name. And so then Courtney's like, Oh, you've named the puppy. During this entire exchange in the bathroom, one girl is like ogling Courtney's Courtney. tits, and she's mm-hmm. like, I bought them. You could, you could touch them. So the girl's like squeezing on her, like while she's still carrying on a conversation. And then she's <laughs> like, Hey, so and so, come feel these. And like the girl does ask for permission because good on you boundaries. Mm-hmm. And but like all of a sudden there's like three different girls feeling up Christina Applegate <laughs> while she's continuing to have a conversation with Cameron Diaz's character. It's so brilliant. And then like two guys walk by and the door is like partially open. And he's like, that's why really? chicks
1: go to the bathroom together. <laughs>
0: Ridiculous.
1: I, I remember when I originally saw this and was just like, this doesn't happen, but I can say that when people get boob jobs they're very happy about their boob Mm -hmm. jobs and they have no Mm -hmm. problems with showing off their titas now that they have these
2: magnificent sets so maybe not so out of the realm of reality I remember that like I never find myself anywhere interesting to have anything like that happen but I like in college remember maybe I wore more low-cut shirts back then but things like like it's not outside the realm of possibilities where girlfriends would just be like, "Wow, oh, your boobs look great today. Let let me feel those guys or something." You know, yeah. like it's it's girls are weird that way. Where, where it's not sexual. It's not like we're being supportive so. and appreciative, complimentary, and impressed. <laughs> I've always had
1: my gay guy friends always like touch them, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Side note: the
0: early aughts fashion in this movie is on point Cameron Diaz is most of the time in a one-shouldered shirt in this scene in particular Courtney is wearing a vest as a
2: shirt
1: <laughs> because she don't wear
2: shirts yes <laughs> <laughs> the fashion oh, is crazy and Courtney Cameron Diaz's character I Christina. don't know how much Christina yes thank yeah. you christina i don't know how much lower her pants could go they're the I lowest low rise low and where's her butt crack because i
0: don't where's know. her butt crack and where is her vagina slit
1: where's her butt yeah <laughs> y'all <laughs> You're not asking the wrong around. questions. <laughs> where's her butt where's the beef
0: yeah. and she's mm-hmm. definitely not wearing underwears
1: Mm-mm. no
0: because she doesn't have the whale tail which was also popular during the time well i yeah. was
1: actually appreciating that i didn't see thong 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 in yeah. this movie yeah but jane is Even way more conservative yes in her dressing
2: yeah i i made a note to myself about the makeup either that you know everything here is like f- five or six layers of makeup and contour and you know in this day and age and 90s makeup was just so simple you know it could get over the top in its own. Right. But I'm like, look at them. They're just so simply pretty and natural makeup. I love it. Yeah. I think
1: also we didn't know what the hell we were doing in the (laughs) nineties. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really good with makeup myself, but, and I don't know if I could dedicate myself to putting the, but when I see people do the contour, I'm like, how is this going to turn? I could just be myself really making a fool of myself <laughs> if I did it but the 90s was a, a bad place yeah <laughs> I yeah,
2: think, it could go bad
1: real quick yeah I did a good job in this movie honestly I think the only person that came out of like the 90s early 2000s that looked really good with their makeup at that time was Britney Spears she mm-hmm. you know her makeup looked pretty darn good at that time
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so oh I want to rewind just a little bit while Christina and Peter are arguing super hot guy that I know from an an joke an- <coughs> on myself I'm fine an anacondas movie super hot guy beckons Jane over and she's just like oh And so she goes over, like, she completely leaves Christina and Peter arguing. They don't even notice that she's gone. So now Jane is with super hot guy. I don't even know if we ever find out his name.
2: Is it the same guy from the rest of the movie? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, did you guys notice Frank Grillo was one of the guys in the first scenes when they were asking about dating Christina? I don't know who that is. So for those of you who are Marvel MCU fans, he plays Crossbones in the MCU. I guess it's just me. Okay, okay. But I <laughs> yes, was just
0: focused on Buggy Barnes and Chris <laughs> Evans. I had no other mental capacity for any <laughs> other people in that movie. Never
1: mind. <clears throat> Anywho, anyway, Crossbones so th- was in the movie for okay. anyone who cares. <laughs> Thank you
0: for that. So now Christina and Courtney are coming out of the bathroom, and. Not to Christina's fault, but she opens the door and hits Peter. He spills his drink, so she's very apologetic, and she—I I think she's kind of rethinking her strategy because Courtney called her out for being butjigitty, and so she's buying Peter a drink, but she replaced his like cocktail with a beer, which a beer is probably
2: way less expensive than a cocktail. Yeah. Did he? And that? I just have to—I would just say I just—I have to give him such credit when she did knock him like knock into him with the door. If you rewind that scene and watch him fumble with that glass, it's a thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. He does such a good job <laughs> fake fake being surprised by that door and catching his glass. It's great. Keep Bravo even commenting. He's like, Jane. rewind this. This is
1: awesome. <laughs> Funny trivia. Thomas Jane does play the Punisher in the MCU. And he does. when he doesn't return for one of the movies, Frank Grillo plays the Punisher as well.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> that comes full circle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zero degrees.
1: And does, so how, okay. I always felt like when she went to the bathroom scene and said, Peter, when did he tell her his name was Peter?
0: I think when he's like, they're talking and she's like, Mr. Mr. Safety Poo or whatever and pulls down his zipper of his sweater. And he goes, nice manners. It's Peter, by the way.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I thought she, so all this time, I've always thought that even after rewatching it, that she just Just decided, yes, that she decided that his name was Peter and then found out it was accurate. And then, oh, that's why they're meant to be. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's not that elevated of a.
1: (laughs) I see. I see.
0: So they're at the bar. They, she buys Peter a drink. And then he's like, should I be offended that my new girlfriend is making out with that guy over there? And Jane and hot guy are literally just <laughs> like tongues fully out, like flicking like snakes. Like
2: oh, <laughs>
0: they're into it, but I don't think anyone else is.
1: Yeah. That made me cringe. I, I can't, I can't, I don't like seeing people's tongues touch in movies and stuff. <laughs> it creeps me out. It's so and wet. Then-
0: yeah. At the same time, we are introduced to the shining star of the movie,
2: mm-hmm. Jason Such Bateman,
0: <laughs> who plays Peter's brother. I don't, I'm sure they say his name. It's just Jason Bateman. He's kind of like talking about, like, the wedding, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, hey, I've got a bunch of girls. We're going back to the Freddie Mercury suite at the Four Seasons. And then the girl pukes on him. And he's just like continuing to have this conversation with like vomit (laughs) on his shirt. And he's like, you should invite this hot girl who is Christina. And so Peter reluctantly is like, hey, I have to go. I'm really sorry. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And it's kind of less sad because she struck out with a guy. And Mm -hmm. security comes and gets Jason Bateman and two glorious quotes here. One (laughs) is like, don't touch it. It's puke, it's puke. And then later on, he's like, you're pinching my arm skin. And I just, (laughs) so brilliant from the
2: master (laughs) Jason Bateman. It's so funny because I've seen this movie so many times and I think I'm always so surprised, pleasantly surprised to be reminded that he's in it like hes he's not the leading character that he should be that he deserves to be so yeah he always surprises me
1: I also like I I don't I think this movie was like one of the pinpoints of him kind of coming back into our worldview because it's kind of like he disappeared a little bit Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. in the 80s huge and then kind of faded into the distance and so I think this movie and then then obviously um Arrested Arrested Development just kind Mm -hmm. of threw him back in but he was not Jason Bateman at the time and in that same way that we know him now so it's kind of interesting to see him in those roles and you're like oh that's right he was (laughs) he was just making his comeback just starting Mm -hmm. to make his way and side note, Miss
0: Terry loves Jason Bateman.
2: <laughs> He's a favorite.
0: <laughs> so Christina is now home. She's just like laying on the couch, probably thinking over the evening. Courtney calls in, and is just like an asshole on the answering machine is like, I bet you're sitting home and you're screening your calls and you didn't go with that hot guy. Cause you are a loser. <laughs> and she makes up a rap about being a loser. And then Christina falls asleep. She has this wonderful dream that men only like to go down on women and they don't like blowjobs. And then <laughs> immediately after orgasming, he brings in a giant ice cream sundae that he's removed all the calories from. <laughs> and I was like, "This is how you know it was written by a woman." <laughs> it's like all the right things. So she wakes up, and she's she's thinking like she made a wrong decision, not going to the Four Seasons. So she calls, but they've already checked out. So she's like, meh, okay, now we are heading down to um, Chinatown for lunch." So Jane, Courtney, and Christina are meeting for lunch and Jane's like, oh, I just have to drop something off at the dry cleaners really quickly. And they notice in the bag is the dress that she was wearing the night before that she had borrowed from Courtney. (laughs) And Courtney's like, did you get something on my dress? What is it? And it is giant, like a giant cum stain on her dress.
2: Yeah, it's a big one. They grab it and proceed to like, toss it back and forth and they're like monkey in the middle jane with the dress and all i'm thinking is who the fuck plays with a outfit with dry cum on it like you don't you don't you don't touch that stuff yeah (laughs) it's not something to toy with what's going on
1: i was distracted by i don't know what was going on with those two guys with the mask on there was a parade of
2: some sort. Yeah, it's but Chinese were... New Year. They're 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 common carry characters in the dragon shows for Chinese New Year.
1: Right, that's not what I'm confused about. Like I, <laughs> oh, well, they were they
0: they were just making fun of Jane. Like, oh, oh no, yeah, but the noise no they was
1: so weird.
0: <laughs> and then, but she smacks him in the head, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, but also <laughs> like I felt like, uh, it's a little cringe. I I, yeah. I I didn't like that part, but it was also weird.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jane goes into the dry cleaner. Apparently it's her family dry cleaner for like centuries. And so she goes <laughs> in and she's like trying to fill out the ticket really quick and just leave it on the counter and get out. But the dry cleaner comes out and he's like, Oh, Janie. And then a field trip comes in and it's like her third grade teacher is they're on a field trip so they're saying her priest comes in and like so she's talking to all of them meanwhile the dry cleaner is trying to figure out what is on the dress and he like
2: flicks her in the head it's like think jane think <laughs> and he's like scratching sniffing the, the stain yeah. and uh, licking it. And they, like, so gross licks it Ugh, no <laughs> this is so gross
0: and like, surely you've seen dry come on something before, sir. You know what <laughs> I know. is. It's,
2: it's the movie and it's the shock value and the raunch value and stuff. But like, what? no dry cleaner looks that close. They're like, okay, see ya. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I'll try and get it out. So Jane goes to meet the girls at the Chinese food restaurant. This is where I paused the movie. And I flipped over to YouTube because they cut out an entire scene. And that scene is a little ditty we call the penis song. And it was written by the three girls. And it is the most ridiculous, wonderful earworm (laughs) you will ever witness. And you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? And I have to watch it again.
1: Yeah. I I thought it was dumb. (laughs) I just I I made Serena just watch it and she was like what I was like I don't I don't know I don't know why when I was younger I I thought it was hilarious and now I was just like what is this but it is what it is you're
0: too big to fit in here too big to fit in here too big to fit in here uh 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 (laughs) And then there's like a conga line, the little grandma lady from Wedding Singer shows up and does some like cartwheels and some dancey moves. And then at one point there's a lyric that says, and it's oozy and it's green. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and they all stop and look at her and she's like, like, Whoa. like what?
1: <laughs> But I do love the cameo from the, is that the grandma from Wedding mm-hmm, Singer?
0: The best part was we were watching it. Madison and I were watching it. My friend Madison, I'm staying at her house. And the old lady comes on the screen and she squeals, Betty White. And I'm like, that's not Betty White.
1: Oh, <laughs> poor Madison. She was just, a, she was a little confused.
0: It was fine. I mean, like from a distance, not with the close up, easily confused.
1: And I, yeah. I think we only saw the scene because we watched it at home on dvd Mm -hmm. because it didn't come out in the theaters no
0: this was only (laughs) on the unrated version which i refer to as the red cover because when we were getting ready to watch this i'm like i can't find it streaming anywhere with the unrated version with the song in it and madison goes well let me see which version i have on vhs pulls out her vhs copy <laughs> and i'm immediately like no that's the red right cover that's the rated version because i'm sad and i know the <laughs> so yeah we just we paused it we watched the penis song and then we went right back into the movie i was proud of my pausing skills because like <laughs> where it cuts off on YouTube is like exactly where it was going back into the movie when I
1: so apparently this scene was in the original script and because I guess the original script was so raunchy that they had to cut back a lot of it and I think the girls were like yeah that's one of the reasons we even signed on to do it was just that scene alone so I thought that was kind of cool that they were down for it from the beginning
0: (laughs) Well, obviously Cameron Diaz being in there, something about Mary, like she's very good and probably enjoys that type of more crude humor.
2: Yeah. And you could tell she's a guy's girl. You could tell. Yeah. So I think she like lends herself to kind of the frontier humor.
0: Yeah. So the penis scene is done. We are now golfing with the boys, Peter and his brother and my favorite character,
1: Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, another question. Yes. So we learn later. So grandpa is sitting at the wedding with the bride's dad and mom, right? Mm-hmm. So is is it that they just all grew up with him all these years or just like them knowing each other and they just called him grandpa because of that? Because I thought that was the guy's grandma, grandpa. But then I'm like, yeah. is he the bride's grandpa and that i
2: i I was i never realized that until we're watching it that i think that's a good observation because even in the wedding scene after everything happens at the altar he turns around to her dad and says dad or something like that Mm -hmm. which i thought was weird So i'm like wait but what just happened i don't get it yeah Yeah, well
0: and i i would have to think it is the guy's grandpa because like they they talk about grandma and stuff like it's not just like surface level oh I just call this old guy grandpa
1: but the mom of the bride at the wedding turns to him and says you must miss grandma so again it just whose grandpa is he or is this small town just so incestuous they all just share a grandpa yeah it's super Mm -hmm. weird Well, it's not, I don't know, just, I have questions. Like I said, yeah, that I would.
2: Good question. Who
0: knows? So they're at a driving range. There is this poor gentleman driving the little caged in cart to, to pick up the balls. And Peter and his brother's goal is to just hit that vehicle (laughs) that the guy is driving and it is slowly driving him insane. (laughs) And meanwhile, grandpa's sitting behind them in a holy who farted shirt. And they're talking about meeting Christina the night before and, and how Peter should have taken her home, blah, blah, blah. And grandpa eloquently points out that he should have poked her in the whiskers when he had the chance. (laughs) I don't even understand the
2: it's a quote but it's so good (laughs) it's so
0: good and so they're like oh you must miss grandma and then he tells this story about the love of his life pearl and fuck grandma (laughs) so grandpa obviously harbors some animosity towards grandma there is also a lightsaber with golf clubs fight in this Mm -hmm. scene which is amazing so we get a lot of exposition and they're still talking about a wedding and so, and it was mentioned the night before, obviously, that someone was getting married.
1: And so, but they say, it's, doesn't Peter's brother say he, that he's my wedding?
2: Married? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But that's all weird because there's yeah. two things in the scene and just in general, like, it's weird that there's such I don't know shadiness about them making it seem like it's the brother's wedding and not his mm-hmm. for no good reason, you know? And why is he pushing Peter to hook up with Courtney when he's the one getting married like what a bad yes sorry whatever
0: Very hard. Danielle's just taking the night off
2: (laughs) thank you for correcting and keeping everyone straight on what I'm saying yeah it's very weird like that's such bad form because later we come to find out like he doesn't have a bad relationship with his fiance they're just Mm -hmm. you know grown apart yeah (laughs) exactly yeah so that's strange. And then also, we talked a lot about the girls' fashion and how we should have loved it. These outfits were horrendous that they were golfing in. What even is happening?
0: <laughs> well, so the brother went full-on caricature of a golfer. And then it looks like Peter rolled out of bed, threw on his bathrobes, and forgot his
2: shoes. <laughs> These outfits go were terrible.
0: It was ridiculous. I must have missed... Oh, I guess at lunch, Christina mentions to Courtney prior to Jane showing up that like, oh, well, I guess if I really wanted to see Peter again, we could just crash his brother's wedding. Like she does this like throwaway line thing, which leads into the next scene where it's morning. So I guess the next day. And Courtney shows up and she wakes Christina up and she's like, Hey, I need to borrow one of your purses. They walk out runs smack dab into a very naked hot guy, Jane's little boy toy. They say, Oh my cock. Several times (laughs) Jane comes out after an, a tryst and is looking for Advil and holding her crotch.
1: I feel yeah. like it was a missed opportunity for when you see from behind mm-hmm. and they're looking at him, they're like, so, wow, his, his, the tip should have just came yeah, into just focus a little bit give a just jumping. to give us give some idea of how <laughs> large and in charge he was. Yeah. That's what we Agreed. were so amazed by, you know?
0: Yeah. So Christina's like, oh, you're all dressed up, Courtney. Where are you going? Uh, do you have a date? Do you have to go to court? Whatever. And Courtney's like, no, we're, we're going to Somerset. We're going to Peter's brother's wedding. And Christina's like slow to catch on. And then Courtney's like, you mentioned it. And even though you say it was a joke, I know you weren't joking. So get your ass dressed. We're leaving. So now we are on this lovely w- road trip north in california and shortly into the drive and something starts smelling funky in the car Mm -hmm. and so they have this conversation because Courtney, kind of jokingly as christina is climbing into the back to try and find the funky smell is like are you sure it's not your punani and so they have this conversation about the punani odor department and then she discovers it's actually like at fancy restaurants when you have like a take home. They like fold it into a beautiful aluminum swan for you. And so it is full of maggots because it's been back there for God knows how long. How does she not Ugh.
1: smell that? That's gross. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she throws it That's out the window, but it sails out and comes back and hits the windshield and gets like rotten food and maggots all over the windshield. So they have to stop at a gas station. They both have to pee. <laughs> and so they try to go in the women's room can I quote this part Danielle yes.
2: <laughs>
0: they they try and get into the women's room and the lady's like it's gonna be a while I had lamb curry
1: last night and I'm shitting out a Buick <laughs> okay Who so why is it oh wait what I I never understand, but do you guys notice in, in a lot of movies, they, people will say that they had like Indian food or curry and then their stomach hurts. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, my, I've, I've eaten curry a lot in my stomach. I've never had any stomach problems before.
2: What is that? I agree with you. Yeah. It, um, Mexican doesn't do it to me, but I think a better quote would be some kind of Mexican food. I think that throws people's systems for a loop more than curry does. Never probably because of
0: stomach.
1: the the beans but
0: yeah I think Danielle it's coming from a very shit white people do perspective where they can't handle any spice
1: gotcha so
0: anything even like the mildest curry is just gonna run right through you
1: which is unfortunate because like that you know so much is from the white gaze and Mm -hmm. so it makes it seem like all this ethnic food is Harm, well, like harmful fuck your shit up but yeah. it's really because bland as fuck <laughs> food yeah, we don't spice being... our food yeah and spi- and and this is this is my psa spice is not salt salt yeah. is not spice spice is not salt just just letting you know when people say that something is i don't know it's a little spicy it's salty no that's not spicy that's salty spices are all the other plethora of different spices and herbs there are so please psa for white people spicy does not equal salty thank you <laughs> and and
0: season your goddamn food
1: yes please for god's <laughs> fucking sake and and cook it all the way steak fine but chicken it is not supposed to be red
2: <laughs> it's not
1: it's not and also if you have someone come to your house and you're cooking chicken don't watch them cut into it and say is it done bitch what (laughs) true story
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry about your trauma yeah yeah
1: (laughs) traumatizing as fuck like yeah
0: so Courtney and Christina are forced to use the men's room. Courtney takes one for the team. She uses a urinal. Christina goes into the stall. A little story about That's Heather and I sharing a bathroom. <laughs> so we've re- both really needed to pee one time and we were at an escape room and they only had one bathroom, but it had a toilet and a urinal in it. And I was like, I'll take one for the team. I'll be the Courtney in the situation and Mm -hmm. I'll use the urinal. (laughs) I have a hidden talent and that's using urinals to pee without getting anything on me. I was so fucking proud of myself. (laughs) It was like almost better than the escape room was me
1: (laughs) using a urinal for the first time. It's always (laughs) wonderful when you learn a new skill. uh, Hidden talent. New skill unlocked. Mm -hmm. Yes. Christina Applegate. Level up. She she said I don't know why I decided that my character could actually anatomically and physically urinate in a urinal so that was something that couldn't happen you'd be getting it all down your leg so apparently lift your leg and pee in a urinal that's that's her like her advice her advice and that obviously was shot at the end of the day because the water was really high pressured And had the water been aimed a little bit lower, we all would have had a better day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you were pretty magnificent at your urinal.
0: And so I'm sorry, Christina Applegate, I proved you wrong because I flawlessly used a Mm -hmm. urinal, (laughs) not a drop on me. And then the urinal won't flush. So Courtney's trying to get the urinal to flush. Meanwhile, Christina is having this conversation with herself in the wall, literally, because there is a mural on the wall (laughs) and it is a yellow brick road. And then it goes to a dog who has a hole for her mouth. And so she's like, follow the yellow brick road. And then she's like, Buffy, you look like my old doggy Buffy. And then she looks in the hole and gets poked in the eye with a penis. (laughs) <laughs> and so she's flipping out about that at the same time as Danielle is saying the urinal breaks water sprays everywhere they're essentially like wash out of the bathroom Christina is beside Somebody herself gross.
2: there's so many like in real life gross components like I wouldn't I, w- I don't know if I would have survived that thing that <laughs> situation because it I, I wouldn't need to exit my skin suit that would be so gross <laughs>
1: <laughs> First and foremost, I, I don't know what that thing is where little holes make you freak out, but, but just, yeah, like but yeah. just seeing that that hole there in, in general, even if it was a puppy, that would have freaked me out. The fact that when she got so close to the hole like who does that who does that I kept yelling at the no one does that stop doing that I wasn't even caring about the penis I was just thinking about snakes and bugs and dirt I was so not okay with that whole scene and why are you touching the fucking wall it's dirty this bathroom is nasty do your business and get out girl what you
0: doing
2: right let's not make it a party in here so and then bad. they
0: fly, like they, the water knocks them to the dirty ass floor oh. that probably hasn't oh. been
1: mopped. I, I'm not gonna lie. I fast forwarded. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, it was just, it made me itch. It was, Cameron Diaz said it was absurd that it, <laughs> it was one of those things in the movie where it was just, absurdity was just, okay, we're doing this. is at the end of the day, they were so hosed down. They said they were trying to put as much water pressure on them the two of them were just trying to survive because they could barely stand. They kept falling. It it, it was a, a lot of physical comedy for them. But yeah, I, I I had to keep remembering it's not real toilet water day. No. Yeah. But, <laughs> I do love the scene after this where they're taking their clothes off and
2: mm-hmm. they talk
1: about laundry day because we've all been there. We've all uh-huh. been there full-on Speedo ba- one bathing suit yeah. <laughs> under so, some clothes. So
0: Christina. Is like, hey, it's laundry day. I only got the skanky panties left, and it's like these giant floral granny panties that like have like
2: extra ass room in the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. And well, then because, she's... as we mentioned before, she doesn't have ass to fill them exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't
1: come for me. I'm sorry, but it's just facts. <laughs> and then she's literally wearing a bathing suit. The thing that bothered me the most about this scene. Oh, to this day like even when I first saw it was that I felt like Christina's bottoms should have been Courtney's bottoms because she had sparkly bottoms and she had the pink top with the sparklies on it and I was like that matches and then I felt like Christina could have wore the American flag with the white boxers and that would have matched it always bothered me that they but were not supposed the- to match I mean, that's the point I know but it <laughs> I'm just telling you how I felt I'm not saying that it makes any logical sense
0: so while they're, they're derobing and talking about the stinky panties, they turn on the radio and it's escape. I don't know if it's Jimmy Buffett or the other version. Does not matter. Irrelevant <laughs> or the Pina Pina Claudia song. Escape. <laughs> That's the actual name of this. So they're like, oh my gosh, spring break, 1994. Let's call Jane. And so they call jane jane is at work she works at like a high-end men's fashion (laughs) store and mr mooney the owner is out with his boy toy and so she's in charge and she has like this assistant girl and she makes her go do all the things and she's just like standing there playing with a stamp pad or whatever how Um,
2: many times did she stamp that one spot just aimlessly she wasn't for purpose no
0: She was just playing. So while she's kind of just playing with the stamp pad, living her best life, in comes a giant purple elephant. Heather, did you recognize this elephant? Mm -mm. Because I sure did. (laughs) Danielle, did you recognize this elephant?
1: It's not Dumbo. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: So the elephant costume is from a show from the Disney Channel called The Wuzzles. And the costume is Eliru, the elephant slash kangaroo. (laughs) And to the point where I paused it, looked it up on Wikipedia. I was like, look at me identifying (laughs) things because my brain holds useless knowledge. So, So it's hot guy. He's tiptoeing in to surprise Jane. He's on break from the children's hospital where he entertains the children. Jane's horny, so they go to the dressing room. And so now they're (laughs) having sex, but he's still got his costume. I don't know the logistics of this. I don't think it's
2: meant to make sense.
1: No, no, the scene (laughs) was not in the original script. It was the brainchild of the director, Roger. He said that he felt like the scene needed something because you know, those girls are out there having a great time. What great, what's a great time for you, for Jane's character. And he was like, animal sex. (laughs) (laughs) Furry sex. Well, that's what Blair said, animal sex. So it it was really absurd. And she said that she remembered being really, um, really comfortable. Actually, she said it was so cozy. <laughs>
0: <costume>. <laughs> I'm sure it was it looked very nice, and I guess the the dressing rooms are upstairs, so the assistant comes running in. Jane falls out of the dressing room. the elephant is behind her, but the assistant can't see him, and he is hiding by just covering <laughs> his eyes.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a very lovely touch and Heather, I'll let you uh quote what the assistant
2: says. <laughs> She says, he's looking for you and he is P-I-S-E-D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, when, I don't know if it was a random text I got from you, Heb, where you were like, H- has anyone claimed the sweetest thing? And I was like, no, it's yours. And you said, good. Or else I would have been P-I-S-E-D. And I was like, that was
1: perfect. You should have made that in the guess the quote for her.
0: Uh, That was my like second choice for a a (laughs) sweetest thing uh, quote. So apparently Mr. Mooney came back early. He's downstairs waiting for Jane. He's very sassy. He is piced. And she's like, oh, I was just doing inventory. Sorry. Her like her little like <laughs> shoulder sweater is like completely turned around in the front like a bib. She's like trying to freshen herself up. I don't then, know
1: why he didn't just stay upstairs, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Because while they're having this conversation.
0: Elephant Man is tiptoeing down the stairs, (laughs) and then then falls over the rail. And they're like, "What's that sound?" But then, at that same time, the phone starts ringing, and so Mr. Mooney answers it. (laughs) And I love this quote so much. Yeah, he answers the phone, and Christina goes, "Hello, Hello. is Jane there?" Jane there. Sounds like like, movie phone guy.
2: (laughs) Yep.
0: And then. (laughs) <laughs> mr mooney's like yes she is and then christina
1: goes thanks and have a lovely day, lovely day. <laughs> it's so good i just thought it was beyond boundaries i know it's a store but like how dare you how dare you sir put my personal phone call on, on speakerphone
2: speaker speaker. right yeah mm-hmm
1: So as soon as Jane answers the phone, he puts it on speakerphone and you could just hear them laughing and just giving her a hard time. But we don't find out if she got fired or not.
0: I don't think she did. I -hmm. think he's just moody, which would explain.
2: Like something to be grumpy about.
0: Yeah. And so they start singing the Pina Colada song to her, which I love. So now we are back in the car continuing on our way to Somerset and they're just in their bras in quotes and panties in quotes and Christina's painting her toenails in the car which that's a that's a risky game and then um, I think I've done
2: that before <laughs> distinctly I remember painting my toenails on the way to a wedding one time because I'm just you know I'm not a good executor I'm a good planner I'm not a good executor
0: <laughs> it's a risky little game though. Cause if, if <laughs> shit goes sideways, like there's no like cleaning it up in a timely fashion yep. or, and then Courtney is putting on her lip gloss, but she drops the tube of lip gloss and she's driving. So she's like, Oh, Christina, can you grab it? So Christina is like literally in between her legs crawling around on the floorboard, trying to find it. And
2: this like, motorcycle is... up in the air, unbuckled. Totally exactly. In there.
0: Yeah. Is so this, this like Hell's Angels drives by and he's like, ooh, what are they doing? Because it totally looks like Christine is going down on Courtney. Courtney sees this dude and is like, oh yeah, you like that? <laughs> and is totally playing along. The guy's totally getting off on it. But then his lane merges and he doesn't notice and he hits these cones. <laughs> and like, does this little tumbly thing but then like lands on his feet and it's just like
1: but okay. she doesn't but she doesn't see it so I love how quickly she turns from being you know having fun
2: to like oh shit I <laughs> and, just killed a man with some practical joke.
1: but yeah. this part the thing that drive the I was like why does Christina not I would have been like, Jackie, why the fuck are you moaning while I'm trying to get this lip (laughs) gloss? And why are you clamping your legs on my head? I would have been like, what the fuck's going
2: on? Yeah.
1: It was crazy. But Christina Applegate said that the scene was fine for them because they had become pretty familiar enough with each other and because she showered that day. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I love that she planned ahead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, now we are entering Somerset and they find this little boutique that they're going to go in to buy new clothes. And so they literally get out. Christina has like two small jean jacket buttoned up and they're using maps as like skirts to get into Vera's store.
1: Which I uh, do they- understand. Cause why not give both the maps to, to Christina and because Courtney was wearing boxers, that could have looked like yeah. shorts. It was weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they go into Vera's. Vera is this older lady. She thinks she is the height of fashion in her sleepy little town. She dressed half the wedding, but really, it's just over the ta- top like housewives of Dallas in the 1980s fashion is her aesthetic (laughs) and so they're kind of looking through everything and they're they're about to leave and they're like oh we're just looking for something more specific and she's like oh you don't like my store and so then they feel bad so they (laughs) go in and like try a bunch of stuff on and there's always a time for a movie montage (laughs) and so we get this montage of them dressing up as famous characters from movies so there's hysterically laughing julia roberts from pretty woman there's lloyd and harry from dumb and dumber in the tuxedos Mm -hmm. there's madonna from desperately seeking susan so it's all of this montage of all of these um characters and just prior to this when they're in the dressing rooms they're having this very ominous conversation which totally resonates especially now not Mm -hmm. being a teenager and watching it and not knowing what the fuck they're talking about but christina says you know, when I was 22, my breastuses were like up here, nice and perky <laughs> and gravity has taken them to here. <laughs> and, so, and then Courtney walks in. She's like, but where's my arm? Yeah. What is what this? Is this? <laughs> what is this? And it's her bat wing. And I'm like, oh God, this is like actual conversations that we have
1: now. Mm-hmm. It is. And I remember looking at it then and understanding what they were talking about, but I was like, Y'all bitches look fine. Right. Yes. What are y'all complaining? It is
2: about? honest conversation real women have, but not with real women. Who have perfect bodies. Exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. like,
1: Cameron, what are you talking about? What, were they up at your fucking chin? Please, girl, bye. Yes. Yes. They're still very perky. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so now they have their very tight, very colorful outfits on, complete with like the hats with like the little tulle on top. They're checking out at Vera's and Vera asks Courtney to sign the mailing list. So she signs it and Vera's like, oh, that's sweet. So that'll come back into play later. And so they're like leaving to go to the church. They finally find the church. They go in. Courtney goes in to sit down, but Christina has to use the bathroom. She has to pee because she's in the tightest skirt ever. And so she goes into the bridal suite unbeknownst to her. It's the bridal suite and the bride is like in the bathroom, hyperventilating. So Parker now she's, Posey, I'm so excited. Parker Posey. I was so like, good. I forgot Parker Posey was in this movie for like five minutes. <laughs> So Christina is now having to hype up the bride because she has like cold feet, but she also really needs to pee. So she's like trying to pump her up and like, Hey, just one second before <laughs> I, I wet myself. And so finally the bride has enough like motivation. She leaves to go out to the wedding venue and Christina gets locked in the little bridal suite. Meanwhile. Courtney has found them seats in the church. There is this little kid that's staring at her. And this is another thing that Heather and I quote a whole bunch. At first, she she just keeps telling him to like, turn around, turn around. And he's like, Mm-mm. and then she goes, Jesus, look, it's Jesus. And he's like pointing at this giant ass crucifix on the wall. I love the Jesus, look, it's Jesus. Finally, she's like, where the fuck is Christina? goes out to find her Christina's climbing out of a window to get out. And then when they go to try and get back in the church, all the doors are locked. So they have to enter through like the front side, like where the bride and groom are standing. And so they come in and they're, they're trying to get back to their seats, but then this is where Christina realizes that Peter's the one getting married, not his brother. not the brother. And so she's like what Peter and like knocks over this giant ass flower arrangement and he looks up and he sees her as they're like running out of the church. And then like Courtney does this weird exposition where she's like is this the Glickman bar mitzvah Moishe are you in here and then like
1: they just take off. Why do they always make women in these roles so clumsy? I don't I get don't it. Know. Why is this like, is, is clumsy this quality that is supposed to make you cute and quirky? Because I feel like it's, I, I would just be mortified all the time. But I have she so wasn't, much anxiety.
0: she wasn't clumsy up until now. We have not established that Christina is a clumsy person. Yeah. That, yeah it's just,
1: think, a just a moment. random yeah. thing. Okay.
0: I also love when they they finally find an open door towards the front of the church they both turn to mm-hmm. each other and they're like ah oh, oh, it. It
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like it's one of those things that like you have
2: things with your friends that you just always do or say yeah I'm glad just- to hear that they like had a kinship or friendship in real life because if well or if not they were just great actresses. Cause there was definitely like a spark between the two of them where I'm like, I yeah. believe you guys are best friends. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Christina
1: and Selma's kids play together. So they see well, each other at a- least when they had the 10 year reunion, <laughs> but I think they all are pretty close because yeah. when Selma Blair made a joke saying that Cameron Diaz had retired, and this was a few years ago, like before her actually saying that she's not really acting that much and she was like it was a joke because they're friends and so then she's like i will no longer be my friends publicist <laughs> <laughs> when it kind of blew out of control so i they are real friends in real life but the movie is actually based mainly on the writer nancy and her relationship what? with her friend kate walsh which makes me super excited because any- Addison shepherd Addison Shepard any kind of connection to Shondaland makes my heart sink so I think that's super cool and I think Kate Wash, like out of some all the actors that I see she's one of the people on my list that I think we'd be really good friends yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that journey for you thank you I hope it. I hope you attain it one day
1: you won't be replaced don't worry <laughs> I wasn't worried
0: <laughs> I can take Kate Walsh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she'd, she'd return me back. She'd be like, Jackie, I can't handle this.
0: So Christina and Courtney exit the church. We stay in the church as the audience because Judy is now covered H2T in hives, <laughs> is trying to get Peter's attention. The priest is having none of it. And the priest plays this so fucking well because at first she's like peter and the priest is like <laughs> like <laughs> trying to send like these almost nonverbal signals like shut the fuck up i'm doing my piece and then she's like peter I have reservations and the priest is like
1: shh, shh. <laughs> doesn't the priest look like almost like a different version of grandpa
0: Yes, like grant uh, they're both shapes. They're just <laughs> oddly
2: shaped. Like I don't I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> if I got my background working, that was the background I was doing was the priest. Going. <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much. <laughs> Not grandpa, the, yeah, the priest, sorry. Yeah, they're the wrong.
1: priest. And why did the dad find it necessary after the girls like tripped over and left and and they talked about the the what did they say it was a uh, um, bar mitzvah bar mitzvah oh there's and, no Jews in Somerset, right? What yeah, <laughs> okay, but that's like, he, an odd flex. But it wasn't even that he said it, but it was that he got up in the middle like of the way like, and yeah. still went and he like went up there. He's like, Where <laughs> have many Jews up there? I'm like, what? <laughs> Why yeah. are you
0: doing that? <laughs> well, the dad obviously has emotional trauma oh, because
2: yes, we come to find
0: And some anger management
1: that's not explored. I would like the bills because you live in Somerset, right? It's an incestuous town. The church, how much could they really be charging for mm-hmm. this wedding? That wedding hall, which was like it looked like the side of the church is where we have the the dinners. Yeah. how much could that be? Thirty thousand
0: dollars for that wedding?
1: Where you show me uh,
0: those giant ass, taller than Cameron Diaz, floral arrangements? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm.
1: sure that had a
0: deal. deal. <laughs> <laughs> they looked, but those floral arrangements even looked like they were owned by the church, and you just like rent them for yes. the day. Yes, yeah, it, it looked like it was a full church package, no more than ten grand.
1: <laughs> and I feel like if you're giving it to the church, it has to be a write-off in some way. It's
0: true. Yeah. I, that's what I for this for the year was just <laughs> Judy's wedding. So <laughs> they finally, Peter and Judy have this whisper conversation, much to the priest's chagrin. Mm-hmm. And they both come to the conclusion that they're just friends, that they're not into this relationship anymore. And so judy turns around and she's like but we're still gonna have the party meanwhile her dad's fucking tape like flattened peter has tackled him yeah. behind her and then even at the reception if You're i were peter again. i wouldn't have even gone to right why are you the reception? dancing what is happening
2: this is yeah. the weirdest breakup i've ever seen And this was a mutual thing it's not like he found out he cheated on her and it's right. this ugly thing like they both said call it off why isn't he tackling his daughter it's yes her fault. and she started it yeah peter yeah. would have just gone and like she it. actually is was cheating on him she later we find out she's hey, met someone else she met someone online
1: i never yeah. understood why like okay peter doesn't really want to marry her but he wasn't upset at all and you can't tell me that's because you met one person one night mm-hmm. ago right i don't even know anything it about was her. over way before then
0: which yeah. it, maybe that was the catalyst for the brother to encourage him to like
2: go and find, find someone right. so that
0: maybe would like give him the
2: courage to end it with oh Judy. so so jason bateman's terrible character is actually a hero the the a hero yeah yep. Yes, he's still so, one with the moral well
0: compass. he he the only reason for this reception scene is so we can see <laughs> him sing be the wedding singer <laughs> yeah jason bateman living his wedding singer fantasy singing eternal flame which is just <laughs> magnificent
1: mm-hmm. i think he never liked his brother's fiance and resented her because him and his brother were always close. And then somewhere in middle school or high school, they started dating. And that's all <laughs> they ever like he always had her as like a tag along. And it just really bothered him that he get never got to like do fun stuff with his brother because here this girl was all the time. And then he was like, You need to live, Peter. You've only had one poon on. You can't do that. And <laughs> that's where it is.
0: I love that backstory it's, I mean, for it's an age old story. <laughs> One poon on. So now Christina and Courtney are back in San Francisco. Christina starts to realize that she's kind of tired of the game. They're talking about it as they're walking back up to the apartment. They turn the corner and there's like a cop sobbing on the stairs. There's like so many specific groups of people just like outside the apartment, up the stairs, inside the apartment, like (laughs) all walks of life. We got doctors, nurses, police officers, passerbys on the street, businessmen. Like it's just, it's a very eclectic group of people because Jane is stuck to hot guy and his penis is lodged in her throat because his piercing got stuck behind her tonsils. and no one knows how to
2: get them apart but realistically there you would just be constantly gagging like she's sitting there so calm and stuck but like there would you would be retching the whole time I don't understand I guess it's not made for us to understand
1: well (laughs) I, I think it's funny that Selma Blair says the only reason she thinks she got this role was by default because she was the only one who would was willing to do the the penis scene. And she's like, I'm totally down to have the penis in my mouth. I'm fine. And so in this scene, she has a banana in her mouth. And uh, yeah. Well, she wasn't gagging. So good on you, some Blair. (laughs) Proud of you. So
0: Christina comes up with an idea, like sing a song and may relax your throat. And then it may just come out. So after a couple of bars of relax don't do it when you want to get to it he's like I'm getting hard again and so they have to switch gears that was not an appropriate song to sing and so then they start singing Aerosmith's I don't want to miss a thing did Jackie sing out loud along with the tv yes no question she did
1: no question about it
0: and so Jane becomes unhooked from the penis and she's very grateful. She still had her bra on, which I find is weird. If you're already said the blowjob portion of the, the night, I feel like the bra would have already been off, but that was just a personal opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that in movies, why people are having sex with bras. How did the action start? <laughs> how did we How do we, and I think maybe it might be because like the woman said, like, I don't want to be topless. Yeah. Gratuitous nudity. But is it accurate? I don't know. (laughs) Tell us, hit us up with the tweet or (laughs) direct message. Can you have sex with the bra on? And it's fine. I don't know. I just don't understand that. I think that's the first thing that
0: comes off or you already have it off because it's like night, night time and
2: you're not wearing your bra anyway yeah i feel like yeah adults that never happens maybe if it's like teenagers and they're like still learning their bodies but if it's like t- two adults that have been together yeah there's no way that a bra's on there's, there's a
0: routine and part of the routine is the bra Or yeah <laughs>
2: or if it's a real quick quickie and it's like all right i'm half dressed let's just get this done yeah. yeah keep getting ready to go out to dinner or something but yeah not like a real yeah i'm with you guys
1: yeah yeah
0: so now it's three weeks later. They're at brunch and they're meeting Courtney's boyfriend for the
2: first time. He is oh. a surgeon, some sort of doctor. I um, love this. I love that he's so just normal looking and yeah. likable and <laughs> it's understated. It's I like I like the casting here. It is it's, this guy. So, I don't know yes. she
1: just met him. He's a nice doctor. No, type. I just met in real life. Like oh. I was always curious. He felt like he he's a someone director making a cameo, but it wasn't the he, director. Yeah.
0: James Mangold is his name. Mm. And he was also in the movie Night and Day with Cameron Diaz.
1: Mm. It's just so random, but okay.
0: Yeah. So What we noticed about the scene on Rewatch is everyone's in like pastels and more muted color palette and more covered up and everything. Like this is the more mature group of gals. It only
1: took three weeks.
0: Only three weeks. (laughs) And (laughs) a trip to Somerset.
1: That timeline, I was like, wait. So Courtney admits that she wants to stop playing games. And three weeks later, she got... And they're talking as if like, they're moving into with each other. Are you going to meet my friends? Three weeks. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: This is why we're fucked up.
0: (laughs) So so unfortunately he gets a page, he has to leave and they're talking to Courtney about how much they like him and stuff. And they're asking sex questions. And she's like, well, we haven't done that yet. And so they're all kind of like surprised at that. And she's like, I don't want to jinx it. It's going really well. So Courtney is super happy. And then when Christina gets home from brunch, she finds the book that Jane was reading in the beginning, the relationship propaganda book shoved in the couch. So she starts flipping through it and browsing and then Courtney and Jane come home and they find her crying on the couch that uh, commandment number 10, she is thou shall not fear. And that's what she's always running from men and relationships. And anytime it starts to feel serious, she breaks it off and she runs away. And so we we transition to Peter and his brother in Somerset. Peter's about to fly to Costa Rica on his honeymoon. And they're just talking about him going to Costa Rica. And Jason Bateman sits down with a bag of chips and he's eating them. And I think this is where this stems from, Heather. So he sits down with the bag of chips and Peter's like those chips cause anal leakage because it was right after the whole Alestra thing. So they were making fun of that. And the brother says you cause anal leakage. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's where we got the thing where we always just say like the thing that was said, yeah, like you're a dog and pony show or whatever. Like we, Uh like our family is always taking something (laughs) someone said and like, just being like, you're blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty Uh sure this is the movie upon further (laughs) reflection
2: (laughs) that we got it from. Makes sense. Yeah. Is that a just us family thing? That wasn't like a cultural fad response. That's, that was just something we did.
0: I don't know anyone else that does it. I mean, Ken does it now only because I've done it to him for 16 years. We'll have to like hit us up on social. If like you do that in your family or like with your significant other, or we're just, just biting off of sweetest thing from 20 years. And so at the same time, they're sitting out, they're having this conversation outside at like a little um, bistro. And they see Vera. I don't know what she's doing with the mannequins. They're in the road. I don't know if she's bringing them into the store or bringing them out for (laughs) advertising purposes or she's just having a stroll with her mannequin (laughs) ladies. One is hit by a car. And so Peter and his brother go over to help her bring them back into the store. And as they're leaving, she's like, oh, Peter, you're going to Costa Rica. Do you want to be on our mailing list? And the brother's like, we've been trying to get off that fucking list. It's like <laughs> since the eighties and Peter doesn't have the heart to tell her now. So he's like, yeah, sure. And he's flipping through the book and he sees what Courtney wrote was Christina Walters loves Peter and then her address. And so he's like, there's a fucking chance. And so he travels mm-hmm. all the way up to San Francisco. It's. Such a like s- weird, sweet scene and it shouldn't work, but it does for some mm-hmm. reason. So this is when Jane and Courtney actually come home and find Christina crying. And so they take her out to the club or she wants to go out to the club. Cause she's kind of like, I'll convince myself to have fun or whatever. And Christina and Jane are not into it because like Jane's over sleeping around and uh, courtney's in a committed relationship now and christina is out on the floor it's the same guy from like the first night they're doing the monkey
1: it's (laughs) so fucking weird a lot of flailing a lot of flailing
2: in this (laughs) so fucking weird
0: and then she he asked for her number and she goes on like as she's writing her number down she goes on this diatribe about how like I used to sleep around, but I'm really trying to find a connection and like, I hope we can find a connection, but if not, that's okay. Blah, blah, blah. And finally he just gives up and walks away and he's like, what does the guy have to do to get laid around here? And then the, the song turns to "Ursher," sure. <laughs> and it, it's such an appropriate song and it is like, that was another point I just belted out the words like and sang along with this
2: part so many of usher songs from the 90s and I don't understand why but I just do I know them. yeah I know them all I didn't have <laughs> an you album mean, or you know, anything
1: what do you mean you y'all don't understand why you you well, know because usher songs. we didn't
0: we didn't
2: have
1: any of his cds
2: and we I don't didn't, remember like, being a fan of his yeah like, but i just he i know them all
1: owned that time period
2: from that time it's period of like
1: the end of like mm, the last few years of high school and and college it didn't matter if you had an album or not he was on the radio all the time he was on MTV all the yeah. time he was on all the look at this movie you didn't even realize he was in this movie he was everywhere usher yeah. was it's wild
2: everywhere. and his he was songs like, were bops i'm yeah, yeah, not, I'm yeah, not yeah, I love listening to it like when I hear his songs One, I'm like man so good I love this I didn't know I so loved this song I-
0: <laughs> so now they're they're returning home from a night of at the club and they see Peter sleeping on the stoop and so Courtney and Jane like sneak around him into the house but Jane as she's going inside she turns around and like bends down right next to his ear it's like Coo-coo! and like wakes him up and scares the shit out of him and i was like i have a feeling
1: i wonder (laughs) if that scene was improvised to like scare thomas jane because it actually you see cameron jump and i i mean obviously she's an actress it could have been fake but it felt like it was a a fun take and they just yeah i approve i (laughs) enjoy that little detail so he
0: tells christina that he didn't get married but then like they both kind of panic and like he walks away and christina goes inside and then she's trying to hype herself up like what am i doing give it a chance blah 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 so she goes out and she goes after him and he has actually walked down the street bought her a bouquet of flowers and has like
2: convinced himself to turn around And thank God she turned the right way down whichever many twisty streets, like how did she find him? Okay.
1: What I thought was weird was when she told him to beat it, kick rocks, like an idiot. He, she saw the direction he walked. Mm -hmm. Why, when she started to, when she realized that she should go find him, when she runs out, she goes the other direction. Well, no, she goes like this. I don't know which way. You saw him go up that way. What are you doing right now? I did literally yell at the, the when she did that. The other streets, yes, that okay. You didn't see yeah. him, so you have to guess. But now when you first got out, you knew where he went. That was annoying.
0: So they see each other and there's like a side street that peter needs to cross to get to her and so they're both at that side street and a taxi like drives by and splashes them she's like come on and then they finally get together and they like are talking and then they kiss what's odd about the rest of this scene is like she gives him such shit about the way he kisses it is highly confusing like is she serious is she playing with him what's the end goal here because you've literally like driven round trip six hours to go see him and then have pined over him for three weeks he finally shows up at your doorstep and you're gonna be rude to him like what <laughs> the fuck is
1: that i thought it she was is just, a I, decision. I thought she was just joking around and just kept joking with them so they could keep making out but eh.
0: it didn't come off it, it didn't hit the way it needed to hit
1: I but for me with most rom-coms when the guy and the girl finally have their get together you feel like oh finally but yes for them it was just such a small interaction with them and it's not like yeah. you know they didn't have bad chemistry because we've seen that but yeah. it wasn't like uh, it wasn't s- like Finally. satisfying yeah. yeah so that that i think that made that scene even more weird and you're mm-hmm. not you're not committed to it now if courtney and christina hadn't made out i would have been down for that i would have been yeah. down but for them getting together
2: <laughs> instead but it's like you said is that you know the story is really about the friendships not about this budding romance necessarily you know right yeah I I think we
1: they always feel like we need to be sealed with a kiss and they made it weird and awkward but I would have been totally fine if you know the next scene were like they're, si- they're standing across the street from each other they kind of just gaze and then we go to the next scene you see him on the couch and still not knowing what happened and then they're like laughing They kiss really quick or whatever and then the friends jump on. like I'd have been fine with that because Mm -hmm, again it was more about their friendship than it was even about this relationship
2: yeah
0: and and so like Danielle said the next scene is him sitting on the couch and like mirroring
1: the beginning with the (sighs) fake documentary Mm -hmm. the fake documentary that doesn't exist yet It looks like Courtney is behind. So stupid.
0: And there's a puppet behind him on the couch mocking him. And then it's Christina. And then like there, he pulls her onto the couch and they're giggling. And then Courtney comes and jumps on and Jane jumps on. And then it's, and it focuses on, she did not get rid of the kitten picture, frame kitten picture, (laughs) but next to the frame kitten picture is a picture of them on their wedding day, which that picture is perfect except for it makes me sad because the doctor's not in it and courtney is like holding a bottle of wine in the air so it looks like pre-revelation courtney rather than like post dating doctor happy courtney
2: i think they get married within the last three weeks
0: this is like i guess this end scene is like the Years Set somewhere later. in the future where where Peter and and Christina get married.
1: I kind of feel like maybe it's who was in the wedding party. I guess so. Yeah. So that would make sense that he's he's holding her bag. He's at the table. Don't worry. Don't don't feel okay. sad. He's there. And they, then like
0: the other so she's on one side of peter and christina on the other side is jane just like standing there and smiling and then the brother behind her like checking out her ass so the picture is very very perfect and then we go into this kind of odd ending where it's like they're showing bloopers which is fantastic i love a blooper I love reel it. during credits <laughs> But it's also breaking the fourth while staring at the, the camera and being like, you're still here. Why haven't you gone home yet? It's very like I could have done without
1: they, they all do of that. They do that. They, I think at that time they did that a lot. And, and even to the point of, they did that in Mamma Mia where they start, they, yeah, they sing. And then, so I don't know what that's about, but yeah, it would have been great if it's just the bloopers and just.
0: yeah Yeah. and then so that is the sweetest thing i -hmm. did have an idea for a party i was like what if we had a vera party and everyone just had to come dressed as something that vera would sell in her shop
1: that's
2: a great idea be very fun (laughs) thinking back to vera though like when she made the comment about like i dressed half the wedding wedding party or wedding guests everyone was in beige yeah, yeah. Like, that was all the crazy Vera outfits. If that's the case,
1: yeah, that yeah. didn't that didn't connect. You're absolutely right. I I was very disappointed that we didn't see some more crazy outfits, Dynasty mm-hmm. outfits. Yeah, like missed opportunity again.
0: <laughs> yeah. 100%. So, fun facts, real fast. Cameron Diaz was attached to the project uh, from the start, but production had to wait while she completed *Gangs of New York* and then *Vanilla Sky*.
1: Yeah, she was wow. doing both those movies, I think, at the same time, almost, when she was filming those. It's kind of crazy. Okay. Those are very um, doctors dramatic.
2: Are crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then both Christina Applegate and Selma Blair have since been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Selma Blair does have a documentary. I believe it's on HBO Max if you want to check that out, but she's very candid about her life with multiple
2: sclerosis. It seems like affecting it's affecting her more than Christina, Christina Applegate. At this time, yeah. Well, I think Christina just got
1: um, diagnosed, but she also had breast cancer in 2008. Mm-hmm. Would she be? But I, it's just insane. For okay, cancer. Yep.
0: And then other cameos we had Nancy, the writer of the movie, as the vomit girl in the club when Peter's brother is inviting Christina back to the hotel for a party, and then Ricky Strauss, an executive producer,
1: as the singing cop. Also, Christina's mom is in the dry cleaning scene. She's the one who brings in all the kids. Christina Applegate's mom.
0: Oh, she's the teacher.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I love it. And this movie absolutely passes the Bechdel test. They have multiple conversations about topics other than men. And
1: there's definitely more than two named female characters in this. I, I do very much like that this movie talks about women having a crush on someone and building kind of like a fantasy life in your head and how much mm-hmm. you like that person right away without kind of making fun of it, that her, her friends fully embrace it and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. like you just met him, which is, it's nice because we do do that. I also love that this movie does not have a
0: villain at all like it, it's mm-hmm. just them trying to work out their own shit yeah, and, yeah
2: totally
0: and especially not have like like a woman on woman hate crimes you mm-hmm. don't have someone that's just like completely jealous and trying to sabotage them on the side while they're
1: trying to just figure their own shit out yeah so and yeah. i like that they have careers but it's not like a part of their personality mm-hmm. You know, exactly. We know that Courtney's a lawyer, but that's as much as we get into it. I I
0: love, there is one part where she's kind of grilling Christina a little bit. I think it's about like, when she's like, you were joking about it, but 50% of all jokes are rooted in truth, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And it just gave me very, how I met your mother, Marshall Erickson, lawyered vibes because (laughs) Christina eventually was like okay you're right
2: (laughs) laid it all out for her
0: yeah so what was everyone's present day ratings
2: Heather same I would buy it would buy it again I was just as tickled pink watching it again as I was when I was a kid
0: I I completely 100% agree I was reading some of the reviews on IMDB and just like very indignantly being like how are people rating this this low <laughs> this movie is a treasure it's so fucking quotable like I it's been 20 years I still quote this movie on a regular basis it's just ingrained in who I am now
2: and it's it's lighthearted. like it's silly there's things there's storylines and pieces that come in from nowhere and you don't have to think much about it like it's a movie that you can escape into and, you know, really just kind of takes you away. And the other thing I liked too, is it's not so girly, silly or Mm -hmm. or whatever that makes a guy not like it. Like it's raunchy. There's some, some good humor in it. Like Keith very much enjoyed it. He didn't expect to, like he thought it was just going to be something silly on, on the TV, but he he was like legitimately laughing out loud and it takes a lot for Keith to be interested to that level. So it's a good movie to watch with couples too. Cause every, you know, you can both enjoy it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's superbly acted. There was not any one point where I was just like, oh, that actor or whatever, like everyone nailed their role and <laughs> you really felt the camaraderie between the three girls, which was yeah, for sure. so, so refreshing. Cause in a lot of movies, you kind of at points feel them just going through the motions where you never felt like that in this movie. Yeah.
1: Danielle, what's your rating? You know, it's a good question. Very <laughs> very good question. I think from a nostalgic standpoint, it's still probably a five-day rental. I, you know, it's funny to me because after all these years, I mean, I love rom-coms and there's a bunch that I will watch over and over and over again. And this was one that I did not watch over and over again. But when I rewatched it, I wasn't like, oh God, this is, fucking annoying. I, there were parts that I definitely laughed. It also helps that I am a huge Christina Applegate fan, So it's hard for me to not like anything she's in. Yeah. I I think it's fun. And I do love that from a historical standpoint, it's one of the first raunchy female led movies that Mm -hmm. opened the the doors to what, you know, bridesmaids and, and stuff like that, because it got I got hammered when it came out. Like people were talking so much shit about it because they hadn't seen anything like that. Usually, it mm-hmm. was maybe a, a female would be in a raunchy movie, but it was always from the guy's lens. So mm-hmm. it was nice to, you know, keep that in perspective because we've seen so much since then. It's hard to for to remember that this is there wasn't anything really like this before. So from that standpoint, a hundred percent, you know, it was ahead of its time. And so I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for that. So five day rental.
0: And it's, it's, that's how I talk to my friends. Those are the type of conversations I have with my friends. So it's nice Mm -hmm. to like have that reflected in a movie as well. I have a like putty mouth and I like Mm -hmm. weird things, like, tickle me and make me laugh. And we have weird conversations about gross topics. And so I really appreciated that it was like a comedy on my level.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a keeper. Well, if
0: you have any comments or feedback, you want to suggest a future movie and talk about what you liked or disliked, have corrections. Heather's my correction queen. Blockbuster video stories, favorite moments. You can hit us up at our quick drop. There's a couple of ways you can contact us for the quick drop. You can call on our Google Voice 909-601 and MLF 909-601-6653. You can also leave us a voice message at Anchor FM, or you can twat us at the Twitter <laughs> and we
1: would love to feature you on a future episode. And stay tuned for next week's episode. We're spending the perfect date talking about miscongeniality Congeniality with our pod pals, thirty Going On 13. Buckle up. That one was a fun ride, for
0: sure. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: it and
0: it's at, Sandy. It is That's- Sandy. <laughs> I, I text messaged Heather halfway through and I'm like, I have every single person on this podcast now just calling her Sandy. She's
2: <laughs> <laughs> so lovable and just... She's just like the best She's so precious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And as always, be kind and rewind.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Simone, and I'm Bria, and we're from Roll Call, a podcast where two friends gush over movies and follow an actor's journey from their early years through their blockbuster hit. Each season, Bria and I embark on an IMDb deep dive through the career of a different actor. Oh, but wait, does that
0: mean you watch? Every movie? Yes, that means every movie. Our first season we watched every Jennifer Lopez movie and our second season will focus on Will Smith and we hope you join us on our journey through his career, highs and lows. So follow us at Roll Call Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And on wherever you get your podcasts.